Mishnah Trumos, Perik Aleph, Mishnah Dalet, Phil Mishnah Zion. When a person is taking truma from the produce that he has in his home to give to the Kohen, he will normally take truma of a particular pile of food that he may, he may have and take a part of that pile and it will be truma for the rest of the pile of food. For example, if he has uh, grapes, a pile of grapes, he can take some grapes as truma for the rest of the pile of grapes. Or if he has wine, he can take some of the wine and give it as truma for the rest of the wine. However, since wine is made by pressing grapes, he can't take grapes and take truma of the grapes for it to count for the wine as well. Since the wine is the finished product, he can only take truma of the finished product for the finished product. So our Mishnah says, Ein termin zesim al hashemen. You cannot take truma of olives to count for the oil. Since the oil is the finished product, you must take part of the oil and give it to the Kohen, but you cannot take some olives and give it to the Kohen. This would be unfair to the Kohen. He would have to make his own oil, and therefore the rabbis say that you cannot separate olives in order to count for your oil. Similarly, velo anovim al hayayin, you cannot take grapes and separate truma from the grapes to count for the barrels of the wine that you may have pressed. And these halachas are all lechatchila. However, if you have separated olives in order to count for the oil or separated grapes in order to count for the wine, there is a machlokis in the Mishnah. V'im toramu, Beis Shammai Omrim, Beis Shammai suggest, Terumas Atzmon Bohen. Meaning that in the scenario that you had grapes and you had wine, and you wanted to take truma for both the grapes and the wine by taking some grapes and giving that to the Kohen, then we view this part of the grapes that you've taken as truma for the rest of the grapes is actually truma. But part of the grapes that you've separated in order to fulfill your obligation of truma for the wine does not count as truma. As a result, you now have a mixture of truma grapes together with non-truma grapes. This mixture is called meduma and will be dealt with subsequently in the Masechta. But according to Beis Hillel, or Beis Hillel Omrim, ain trumos on truma. The truma of grapes that you've taken, both for the grapes and for the wine, does not count at all for truma. Rather, you should return the grapes back to where they were and then take truma separately, grapes from grapes and wine from wine. Now that we've seen the principle that you can't take truma from one type of food on another type of food, we're going to extend this principle to not taking truma from one type of food which has a particular halachic status to another type of food which has a different halachic status even though it's the same food. Says Mishnah Hay, Ein termin min haleket u min hashichacha u min hapea u min hahefker. The case here is of a, an oni, a poor person, who has in his possession grains from leket shichacha and pea, which we've discussed earlier. And he also has in his house grains which he managed to buy or he managed to get hold of, as given as a present, which are not leket shichacha and pea. Of course, the difference between those two uh, products is that if grains of leket, shikha, and peya are potter or exempt from trumus and maestris. However, grains from elsewhere are not exempt from 
Trumas and Maestres. Our Mishnah therefore says that an Oni cannot take produce of Leket, Shechel, Peel, or even Hefka, which is also exempt from Trumas, and take a bit of that produce in order to exempt produce that he may have in his house from elsewhere, which would be Chayev in Trumas and Maestres. The next example in the Mishnah is the same principle, but a slightly more complicated case. We know that normally once the food, the produce has been prepared, then all the trumas and masters need to be taken from it in a particular order. However, at a stage before the produce is fully prepared and fully formed and finished, which we'll see later on, a levy who will take masters can take masa from the produce in the stage which is called bishibolim before the Kohen has taken truma. The levy will still need to take from that masa which he now has in his possession a part of it he will need to give to the Kohen, and that's called Trumas Maaser. Once he has done that, the Levi can eat this produce, and this produce will be potter from taking Truma, the original Truma that should have been taken by the original owner. So if the Levi has in his possession this type of grain, which never had Truma taken from it, but only had Trumas Maaser taken from it, and is therefore exempt from truma, he cannot take a bit of this produce to exempt other food that he may have in his house, which does have an obligation of giving truma to the Kohen. Once again, the principle is that you cannot take truma from one food which is exempt from the obligation of truma and take some of that and give it to the Kohen in order to fulfill your obligation of giving truma from another food that you may have in your possession, which does have an obligation of truma. The next case of the Mishnah is along the same lines. Once again, we have a person who owns produce, and he gives the trumas and maestres. He should have given them in a particular order, trumas first and maestres. But, at an earlier stage of Shibolim, what he does is he separates out Ma'ase Sheni first, before Truma, and therefore he doesn't need to give Truma. This Ma'ase Sheni is exempt, therefore, from the obligation of Truma. And just to remind ourselves that Ma'ase Sheni is a tenth that is taken from the produce, after you've taken a ma'aserishon and given that to the levy, you take another tenth of the produce, and not on every year of the seven-year cycle, but on most years, you take the second tenth, and you have to eat it in Yerushalayim. It has a din of being holy. If this ma'aserishoni, therefore, was separated before the chiyuv of truma, and therefore is now exempt from truma, then you cannot use this pile of Ma'asesheni to separate out Truma to exempt another type of food that you may have in your house, which does have a normal din, which would require it to be have Truma taken from it. The same is true of Hekdush, which is property or grains that you have donated to the use of the Beis HaMikdosh. Those grains also have a sanctity and therefore they cannot be used to separate 
truma from those grains in order to exempt the other food that you may have in your house, which does have a chiv of truma. You can never use things which are holy, like ma'asasheni, which needs to be eaten in Yerushalayim, or hektish, which is given to the Beis Hamikdash, and separate from those to enable you to, to eat the food which you have in your house, which does have a chiv of truma. And furthermore, even if you redeemed the holiness of these products, for example, if you had Masa Sheni that you wanted to take to Yerushalayim, but it was too much, you couldn't fit it all in your truck to take it to Yerushalayim, then you can redeem the holiness onto money and take the money instead to Yerushalayim and then buy food in Yerushalayim. In the meantime, that which you had the, the food which was redeemed now becomes edible as regular food. But even such a case, since this Ma'asasheni was separated before there was an obligation of giving truma, and therefore this Ma'asasheni is exempt anyway from truma, then you cannot use this food and take truma from it in order to exempt other food that you may have in your house which does have a chiv of truma. The Mishnah continues with the same principle, velo min hachayiv ala potter, you cannot take truma from food which has the obligation of truma and exempt food which has no obligation of truma, velo min hapotor al hachayiv, and you can't take truma from those foods which have no obligation of truma, and we've given a few examples of that already, to exempt food which it does have an obligation of truma. Similarly, food only becomes obligated to give truma once it is no longer attached to the ground. And therefore, you cannot take truma from produce which is no longer attached to the ground, tolush, and take truma to exempt food which is still attached to the ground, and vice versa. You cannot take truma from produce which is still attached to exempt truma, which is food which is no longer attached. The Mishnah continues with a slightly different take, and that is that even food which has the halachic requirement of truma to be taken from it, might can only take truma from it for grains which have the same requirement, i.e. of the same year's produce. And therefore, you cannot take this year's produce and separate truma from it to exempt you from produce which you have in your house, which, which was from last year, and vice versa. And you cannot take last year's produce and take the truma from it to exempt you from this year's produce. The Posik says, Aser ta'aser, then it says shona shona, each year take its own individual truma. Velo meperos ha'oretz alperos chutzal ha'oretz. We know, of course, that truma only applies to the land of Eretz Yisrael. But, as we mentioned previously, there was a place annexed to Eretz Yisrael called Surya, which rabbinically had some laws of truma. Our Mishnah says that if you have produce in your house which comes from Eretz Yisrael and that which comes from Surya, then you cannot take the produce of Eretz Yisrael as truma to exempt you from the produce of Surya. 
and vice versa, you cannot take Truma from the produce of Surya to exempt you from the produce that you have from Eretz Israel. And if you do separate Truma from any of the above cases, then the Truma does not count and you have to take a new Truma from that produce for itself. And there is a machlokas whether this final line in the Mishnah refers to all the above cases or only part of them. Now that we've mentioned in the previous Mishnah cases where if Truma was taken, where it should not have been taken, we said ein Trumas on Truma, that you have to separate all over again, our Mishnah is going to give examples of cases which lechatchila in the ideal situation, you shouldn't take Truma, but if you did, then the Truma works. Chamisho lo Yisremu, following five cases, the Truma should not be taken. V'im tormu Trumas on Truma, but if Truma was taken, then the Truma works. Ho'ilem, someone who is able to hear but cannot speak. V'hashikar, someone who is so drunk that they cannot stand appropriately in front of a king. V'he'orom, someone who is naked. V'hasuma, someone who is blind in both eyes. Uva'alkeri, someone who has a nighttime omission. Kol elu lo yisremu. All these people should not take truma lechatchila, either because they are cannot say the bracha, either because they're not in a fit state or halachically that unable to make the bracha, or because they're unable to choose the appropriate truma to take from the pile of food, because you're supposed to take nice produce and give it to the kohen as truma, but if you're in a certain mental state of being drunk, for example. You are unable to do so appropriately. However, v'im tormu, if these people did take truma, then trumas on truma, it will work and it will not have to take truma again. Mishnah Zion. We know that when we're taking truma, there is no fixed amount that we need to take uh, of truma in order to exempt the whole pile of food. However, the rabbis gave us an amount which is considered a normal amount. For a normal person, it will be one-fiftieth. However, it's about one-fiftieth. Says the Mishnah, Ain termin, we don't separate truma, lo bamido, not an exact measurement, v'lo mishkol, not an exact weight, v'lo minion, not an exact number. Rather, all these should be estimated at about one-fiftieth. But that is true of the truma that you're taking. However, the original pile, you should know how much there is in the original pile. Says the Mishnah, But you should take truma from a pile where you know the measurement, you know the weight, and you know the number. So let's say you had in your house a measuring cup, and you wanted to take truma from your pile of grain. If you were to scoop up the measuring cup, you would know exactly how much there is of truma. So the Mishnah says, basal shehem When you are separating truma, don't take a measuring cup which has a fixed measurement and scoop up the grain in order to give truma because you will know exactly how much you're giving. Avul term hu behen, 
but you can use this measuring cup, chetzion ushlishon. Don't fill it up to the top because you'll know exactly how much you have. But if you fill up about half or about a third, then that will be good enough to be considered taking an estimate rather than an exact amount. All the above is true when the measuring cup is really your own personal measuring cup where you know the amount that it contains, but it's not an official measuring cup. However, if it is an official measuring cup, for example, the measuring cup called a so, which was used in the Mishnah, you cannot use this so, this official measuring cup, to take from your pile of grain because you will know the exact amount you're taking and you can't even take a half of this measuring cup because as an official measuring cup, it will have marks on the side of this cup to mark off where the half is. And therefore, says the Mishnah, Lo Yisrem Basa'or, you cannot take your truma using the official measuring cup called a sa'or, chetzior, even half of this measuring cup, chetzior mido, because even the half of this cup is still a recognized, marked out measurement, and all truma must be taken as an estimation and not an exact amount.